Hello, and welcome to Unwind Financial, where we talk about all things health and wealth to educate, inspire, and liberate. My name is John Savage, and today we're going to be talking about minding your words. Mind your words is what we're going to be talking about here on our another episode of Inspiration Mondays. Uh, today, my wife is not with us. I always like to acknowledge her uh, for her support just in everything we do in ministry and business and life together, raising kids. And so I always miss her when she's not with me on the episode. Um, but she has a day off today and um, she's doing some things with the girls right now with homeschool. So anything, anyway, with that said, let's get started. And I just want to thank you, Father, for this opportunity again to just for the breath of life to to see another day and to be used by you to uh, produce fruit um, in keeping with your word, Father, and to continue to grow and to learn from you, to be able to see the beauty in the sky and the birds in the air. And just thank you for life itself. And I thank you for the hearers that will listen to this podcast, Father. May they be encouraged. and May you inspire hope by minding our words, uh, the things we speak, both audibly and non-audible. And so, Father, we just thank you now and ask you, Holy Spirit, just to go before us. Give us ears to hear by your Spirit and eyes to see and to be discerning and aware of ourselves and uh, our surroundings and how we're living our life every day. So we just thank you now in Yeshua's name. Amen. All right, guys. So today, mind your words. Oftentimes, we say things without thinking. We make flippant comments or we react to situations out of emotions. And of course, as you know, with emotions, and I've had plenty of those when I was younger and over the years at times where I was like, man, as soon as something rolled off your tongue, you're like, ah, I know that was wrong. I could have handled that better. I myself have made this mistake in different situations, whether playing sports or just dealing with circumstances or um, you know, we've all had that challenging boss or co-worker who uh, can be testy and, and lack understanding, compassion, and, and you kind of wonder sometimes, like, what in the world? But in spite of others, in spite of our circumstances, or even sometimes just how we feel dealing with life, we always have the opportunity to look at situations a different way and how we mind those situations with our thoughts which uh, influence our what's in our heart, the things we meditate on and our words that come out of our mouth ultimately. So when we run into situations, one of the things that I used to deal with was false narratives, things that people said to me a lot, um, whether it was smiling and someone just got upset, maybe they weren't happy and they weren't happy for me smiling, uh, whatever the situation may have been, uh, we've all dealt with something crazy. It's, it's nothing abnormal but we have the opportunity to speak life over that situation regardless and we have the opportunity to change the atmosphere just as you see the weather sunny and beautiful one moment during the springtime and especially early springtime and going into summer and then there's times where all of a sudden you see storm clouds start coming between three and six in the evening it's amazing the atmosphere changes and we all know we can feel it when the atmosphere changes. And so we want to be the ones to influence and change the atmosphere by our words and our thoughts. 
See, ultimately, with our words, that's going to influence our thinking. And our thinking, actually, let me back up. So actually, our thinking and our words, because words formulate something. And I'll get into that. But words formulate images. And images formulate thoughts. And thoughts formulate emotions. And those emotions will dictate how we talk, what we speak, what we say, what we believe. Because faith cometh by hearing. But it should be by the word of God. We, we, we operate by the word of God and speak his word instead of speaking what we hear on the outside. That will influence positive change in our life and produce life and produce fruit. So we must realize that minding our words is not always audible, but in fact, a lot of what happens that we deal with is internal dialogue that ultimately gets us in trouble. Listen here in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So what are you saying with your words? Every day you wake up. What is your take? What is your talk when you wake up? And go about your day. What music are you listening to? Are the songs focused on negative situations or the problem? Or is what you hear and listen to focused on solutions and positive outcomes? Too many times I've listened to songs and, and didn't catch it right away. I had a gentleman when I was 18, between the age of 18, 19, I was getting ready to transfer from college from Norfolk State University and go off to North Carolina to Lenoir University. Anyway, um, I had a lot of time to think and to ponder a lot of things. I'd meditate on scripture and just had quiet moments. And I really didn't realize how much I needed them back then. <laughs> but working at a private grocery store from 10 a.m., 10 p.m. to 7 a.m. And one of the things was, well, I remember one day, um, one of the gentlemen at the cash register, older gentleman, he would just give little nuggets. He would talk to me and he said, you know what? I listen to these songs sometimes and some of these Christian songs. And he said, people sing these things like, Lord, don't leave me. Or, you know, all is lost or unbroken. He just went on. It was kind of funny the way he was saying it, but it was very real. He was very serious. And I never forgot that. Um, and I realized over the years at times, it was like, he said, we say things that we don't realize what we're saying. And sometimes we really don't mean it. But there's a lot of songs. They sound great. I listen to them on Christian radio here in California and even throughout the United States. But I realize we're many times influenced by the beat. We're vibrations. We're very much beings that deal with vibrations and, and influenced by images and words and sounds. And that can easily manipulate us, which happens in marketing a lot. But besides the point, one thing that we have to be very mindful of is what we listen to and what we ultimately speak because a beat is one thing it gets you in tune it gets you with the flow and in sync with the music but we don't always realize and they're cognizant about what we're actually saying if you listen to some songs that have great beats they sound good very poetic in their standards and how they flow but all the words are not necessarily uplifting they focus more on the problem instead of focusing on the one who will lift you up out of your problems so we need to focus on what is life 
and be careful about what we hear and what we speak because you have your favorite song, but you speak it over and over and over. And it talks about when you were down and when you lost this relationship and, oh, this is my song. I've heard people say, but it goes back to rehashing the problem. It goes back to that situation. And then you end up having conversations with friends sometimes in some situations talking about that old problem. And guess what? You say it over and over and over and over and Satan loves it. It's like, I don't have to get you to have to fight you to stop doing something. I just need to neutralize you so you can't see what you are doing. You can't see where you're going. And you don't realize how you've been affected by your own words because you're speaking something, either life or death. So anyway, with our words, we determine. We should be determined to find a solution to every challenging situation or circumstance. Keep your mind on the intended outcome, regardless of how you feel. It's not always easy, but you have to keep your mind. And, and the best way to do it is one day at a time, one moment at a time. Whatever you need or desire, must declare, you must declare it with your words and believe in your heart. Because when you get it down in your heart and you truly believe something, we all have experienced when there's something we really believed and we're in tune with it, whether it's going to college or finally getting that tennis lesson down or, you know, working out in the gym and getting stronger. But it took six months. It wasn't overnight and it took hours and hours and hours. You had great success and great results, but you exercise your faith by your works. You put it into action and you did the thing over and over and over consistently. And that's what it takes. So whatever you need or desire, you must declare it with your words and believe in your heart. In Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22 says, A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. I'm going to read this again. This is so powerful. Think about our society and jobs and situations. There's a lot of toxic situations going on right now, even in the media. And that's why I suggest refraining from the type of media outlets you listen to and even really listen to media at all sometimes completely detox from that. Even listen to the radio at times and just get still, get still with the Lord, get still with yourself and be in tune with where you're at and be recentered. So we're going to read it again. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22 says, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drive the bones. So when we're meditating on things that are good and lovely and wholesome, and we're excited, our heart is just full and merry of just joy and pleasantries, we have good thoughts and we think on good things in our dialogue, that self dialogue is like, I feel good, man. This was great, man. I'm excited. And it's like, you're so excited. You cannot contain it. You have to speak it out. Well, that's the same thing. Those are good emotions. So we have to guard our heart with all diligent for out of it are the issues of life. With our words, we can activate life. And with our words, we can conjure up death. So you have to choose. What do you want out of life? My father used to tell me when I was younger, I used to get annoyed by it. Even when I'm like, well, such and such said such and such, or they did such and such. Yes, I may have reacted. I acknowledge that. Yes, I might deal with this issue, but I don't like the fact that they got away with it. And my father would get frustrated. He'd be like, no, no, man, stop focusing on what someone else is doing. What can you do? So in other words, he's asking me, 
What do you have in your power? Stop letting someone else's words and what they're doing to affect you. I get it. Words can be very powerful. They are. And they're vibrations that we literally feel. We don't just hear them, but we literally feel them in our spirit. But what my father was saying, get your mind off of the negative situation, the negative person, their negative actions, because all you're doing now is being just as negative. And now you said and did things you should not have done. You focus on what you can do good, how you can have a positive outcome, and that your center of influence, your self-efficacy, where you're at, you do with what you've been given to do good. So it takes a choice. And you know what? It's not always easy. It takes a choice. But guess what? It gets easier and easier and easier. You have to tell yourself that the more you do the right thing, the more you change the bad habits, the more you begin to say, oh, I used to talk like this and just be like, man, this and that and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I'm saying these harsh words and man, I don't like it. How does it make me feel? So I never forgot that because he would just ingrain it and I just didn't like how he responded, <laughs> but I appreciate it. Some of the, the best things in life are the, some of the most uncomfortable things that we need at the moment, because it doesn't just serve us at the moment, but it serves us for the future where we have better outcomes, where we can be a better person and we can talk better so we can live better. So start keeping a note. So when you go about your day, keep a notepad with you during the day or next to your bed in the morning when you wake up at night and take an account of your thoughts, words you're singing when you hear, whether when you wake up, you come home or throughout the day when you're driving or you had a situation happen at work or in business. Take an inventory of your words. What words are you thinking on? What, you, what train of thought have you been meditating on? Take an inventory of it. How does it make you feel? What thoughts and images does it bring? And then ask yourself, as you look at those words on the paper, as you document that, are these things that I am thinking, that I'm thinking, singing, or speaking in line with my desires, with my goals, but ultimately with my intended outcome that I desire and I'm hoping for? If these things that you're speaking, singing, and meditating on and training thought don't serve you and they're doing a disservice and they're completely counterintuitive to what you're expecting and believing for and all the good things, then we have to choose to say, I'm going to stop doing them. Now, how you do that, you have to have a plan and declare and keep it simple of what you're going to speak, how you're going to begin to change your words. Sometimes it's who we separate ourselves from. Sometimes it's, okay, I need to discard what I'm listening to. Whatever you need to do for you personally, you have to determine what that is and you need to do it. And you have to believe it. So discard those things that are negative that don't serve you and to replace them with positive things that do serve you. Begin to write down affirmations, put up scriptures that serve you. Speak life to your body, health to your bones those pleasant words. What are some pleasant words you can write down and think of right now? Whatever it is, if you got to brainstorm with beauty, love, grace, mercy, kindness, gentleness, self-control, hope, integrity, character. You're amazing. You've been blessed with amazing gifts from God. 
You have a special gift that no one else has. There is no one else like you. Whatever it is, you need to speak that over yourself and continue to speak it to break down the false narratives that you may have been told or believed all your life or in certain situations or things where you had a mental block and you had a hard time overcoming. You can do it. You may not be able to control every circumstance around you, but you can, or even the variables, but you can control the circumstances within you. In every storm, in the midst of every storm, there is an eye. In the tornado and a hurricane, there's always a quiet place. And that's where we want to be with the Lord, right there, having the Holy Spirit cloak around us and fill us and give us wisdom and guidance on how we should speak and speak a word when we need to. We need to be like when the Lord told Balaam, don't say anything good or bad. When the king was trying to get him to curse someone, don't say anything good or bad, but only speak what I give you to speak. So if we only speak the word and we don't know what else to say, that's all we need to speak because the the word gives life and produces fruit in our lives. Good fruit that we can partake of and others around us can partake of. So with that said, your words and your thoughts can be changed and conformed into the image of Christ. When he came, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He came so that we might have life and have it more abundantly, according to John 10, 10. And not just that, but to be the example of what life looks like and how we should deal with circumstances and how we should use the word to combat darkness and evilness and challenges and situations. Christ walked with us, among us. His feet literally planted on this earth for our sake. So we don't know what to do or what to say and we're having a challenging situation. Get your notepad, write it out. Think on everything you can that is good. Speak it, even if you don't feel like it. Speak the word, speak life over yourself and ask the Father, get quiet with him and he'll help you, he'll strengthen you because we cannot do it apart from him. But in him, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And know that our victory comes when we determine to overcome situations and believe that what we're speaking when we speak life will produce good fruit and it will produce life. So some things take time, though. So just remember, some things do take time, but to be patient with the process and be patient with yourself. Just because something that takes time doesn't mean you're doing something wrong. I used to believe that and realize years later now that that was false. It just took time just because someone else had a success a certain way. But I also got to see the trail of damage that they left behind. And that's not what I wanted. So what do I do? I follow Christ and I say, OK, Father, I was believing a narrative that wasn't accurate and it wasn't reflective of Christ, of you at all. So help me to see the way I should see. So I'm speaking the things over myself I need to be speaking and the things that you speak over me by your spirit. So be encouraged, mind your words and know that life and death are in the power of the tongue and they that love it will eat the fruit thereof. So you choose what type of fruit you want to eat. Do you want to eat from the tree of life or the tree of knowledge of good and evil? Because I have some good fruit and it has some bad fruit or what looks like good fruit. But ultimately, you're going to be bearing a burden on your own. Whereas if you eat from the tree of life, you'll never go wrong there. 
It'll always produce life. It'll produce literal healing in your body, in your mind, in your circumstances, and whatever you're believing for. So be patient with the process. Be patient with yourself. And also be patient with others as well when you're speaking life over them, whether with your children, your spouse, on your job, in business, whatever it may be. Be patient with others as well. If God is patient with us and he's always been patient with us, then guess what? We need to practice the same thing that he's done for us that we also do unto others, as Christ showed us and spoke that in Matthew. Now, I want to leave this leave you with this scripture to focus on. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 24. Pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. I'm going to say that one more time in closing. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 24. Pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. So again, our words literally are active. They are life-giving. And we are created in God's image. Our Father, Abba, Yahweh, Yah. He is amazing. He loves us. And he sent his word that we may know how to live and that we might have life and that we would have it to the full. So just know that things can and will get better if you trust in that Father and our Creator of all things. Speak pleasant words. May they be sweet to your soul, and may you speak words to others that are sweet, that are life-giving, that it may be health to their bones as well. Amen? With that said, so we're going to close with this prayer. So anybody who doesn't know Christ as their Lord and Savior, Yeshua, and you want to have a relationship with him, and you want him to take your life to the next level, not you, but you want him to take over those burdens for you. You want him to take the brokenness. You want him to take the, the curses that were spoken over you, the shame and the broken words and the circumstances and the situations and those thoughts. You want him to begin to change those and conform those with each passing day. He wants to do that for you. He never intended for you to stay in brokenness and shame or any of those things. See, the thief coming to kill, steal, and destroy but Christ came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. You look it up in John chapter 10, verse 10. So Romans chapter 10, verse 10 is another <laughs> verse. But what saith it? And I'll start in actually in, in verse 8. I like to go up a couple verses. But what saith it? And Paul speaking. The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth. And in thy heart, that is the word of faith, which we preach, thou, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Yeshua, and shalt believe in thine heart that God, Yahweh, hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For, in verse 10, with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So Lord bless you. May you receive his salvation. May you open up your heart to Yeshua Christ and let him come in, that he may sup with you and that you may sup with him. This is a reciprocating relationship. He wants to be with you. He wants to meet you right where you're at. doesn't matter what you're 
going through what situation you're in, whether it's in jail, whether it's in the jungles, whether it's on an airplane, whether it's in a business meeting and things are not going well, whether it's in a courtroom, it doesn't matter. Christ wants to come and be invited in to begin to change things. He can change the circumstances because this is he calmed the storm when they were on the boat going out in the sea to the other side with his disciples. Guess what? He will do the same thing for you if you will allow him to. And that includes with minding your words. Until next time, Lord bless you. God bless. Unwind.